Welcome to the Talking Games Podcast. My name's Justin Townsend. I'm here with Jackie Turner. Hello. Mr. Rob Newmeyer. Good evening. And that's it. There's nobody else here but us three. <gasps> Where is everyone? Steve is up in the Great White North. Yeah. Okay. Spending romantic times with, with his lady. The lady in Canada. And reading comics, from what I see. <laughs> yes, of course. I think he yes. grabbed all five uh, trades of Gotham Central. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that's a hell of a, a hell of a book to catch yeah, up so on I, all I, at once. I'm, I'm assuming that the pull of Gotham is making people want to go get that terrific uh-huh. book. Yeah, well, it's well worth. Yes, absolutely. But we're not here to talk about Gotham or comic books. We're here to talk about video games. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> so we're going to do that. We had our first ever community event this previous Monday, and I think it was it a was really big success. Awesome! It yeah. was so much fun. It was, yeah. it was excellent. I really enjoyed it. It was great. So we were all on different teams, so we all had different experiences. So I thought you don't want to play with me. I don't want anything to do with you. <laughs> the second you got in the room with me, I was like, get out. I know. I noticed. And Actually, I, yeah, and you kicked me out. Well... I you did didn't it even nicely. leave. You didn't even leave. I did. I, I, I had a group with me already. <laughs> I, I jumped out before all of this happened. So. Yeah, Rob was smart. <laughs> I was. I yeah, was right? smart. I was like, okay, bye. Yeah, he skipped the drama. I was like, yeah. uh, hey, how you guys doing? <laughs> this is going to be awkward. I'm going to get out of here with. It's like with having a, group. A, a conference call with eight people. Yeah, it's, it's tough. And I was yeah. originally like, nah, it won't be that bad. Like, it'll be a little bit loud, but we'll all be able to like talk together. And then it was just loud voices in my ear. And I do believe I also heard the words, huh, Jackie, you were right. I did say so, you were right because right. you thought uh-huh. it would be too loud. You did were you miss right. that too, Rob? Did you miss that bit? I missed that part. Oh, it was good. But he admitted to it. So. <laughs> I did. Oh, good. Yes. Yeah. I, can, I right. can admit when you're right. I'm not petty <laughs> much. <laughs> so uh, I thought it'd be cool if we just shared a little bit of, of um, our, about our experiences. So um, I'll go first. Uh, I was in a room with uh, Dave Lockett. And Mark Gateman. And uh, we went out and um, we helped Mark get to level 20. We helped him finish the end of the game, um, which was a great amount of fun. Uh, we, like, rolled through all of Mars and we were finding gold chests and ghosts and just, like, having a great time. Like, you know, um, I'm a high, like, I'm level 27. I think um, Dave was, like, level 23. So uh, most of it was just us having conversation like hey where are you from what do you do for a living like sharing stories it was it was a lot of fun where uh, are, where are they from um mark is in near ontario i want to say okay and uh dave was from nevada oh cool oh so the, yeah dave asked me he's like so long island i said i live on the island here and he's like so it's all like manhattan right like it's just all like Large buildings and stuff. I'm like, no, like I live out in the suburbs. Yeah. Like Long Island is suburbs, pretty That's much. That's what but- people ask me when they, you know, when I go back to England, people ask me where I live, and I say uh, New York, and I see the look in their eyes. I'm like, no, 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 no. I live on Long Island. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. I don't live in. And Mark New York, was saying New like York. he didn't realize how big the state of New York is. Like it's ma- it's massive. It's like mm-hmm. he asked me where Syracuse was and I was like, yeah, that's like 6 or 7 hours from here. Uh-huh. Yeah, people don't even realize how big just Long Island is. Yeah, Long Island is, is yeah. enormous. I have friends in Florida who are like, how do you live on an island your whole life? I'm like, you don't understand. Like it's big. I barely even leave my county. It's really hard to get off of this island as oh, well, God. to be fair. Oh, God. 
Don't even get me started on the traffic. <laughs> now that school's back in session, I left for a.m. and it was like I'm stuck in traffic at six a.m. Exactly. On not even the on like on the the highway, like oh, getting to the highway no. at six in the morning. It's oh god. Exactly. That's the thing with Long Island. People stay here, and it's not because we particularly like it. It's because it's so damn hard to get off this island. I hate this place. <laughs> So we just we conversed and we had a great time. We went back to the tower and um, leveled up, and we just had discussions about the game, what we think about the game, what TV shows. Game of Thrones came up. Um, it was a it was a really nice time, and uh, I played with those guys for I say like maybe like two or three hours, and then I got to jump in with uh, Matthew Fett and with Joe State, and we did some Crucible. And uh, that was a good amount of fun. I had some bounties that I had to like knock out. So we jumped in and one of their friends jumped in and we had another discussion about what we think about the story and the leaks that have been going on about the game. It's good stuff. Then Jackie joined us and then yeah. I forgot to actually invite Jackie to play <laughs> multiplayer. So she I was just, listening oh. to them screaming listening. at each other. And, and then, I, yeah, I finally got in on the last one. At the last one, I was like, oh, God, I should invite Jackie into the room. <laughs> so we got we got to play one match together at the end, you yes. know, which I pretty much did just to appease her. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually it was very funny because all I could hear constantly was behind you Jackie turn around I got him don't worry I got him okay I saved your life alright like, uh, thank you yeah no <laughs> I, I saw the group text um, I had something to take care, care of after a couple hours so uh, I saw that you guys were doing PvP yeah. I was jealous I wanted to go back it was, on it was fun it was yes. a good amount of fun yes. we got some bounties done um, I had a, I had an absolutely great time with it Rob what did, uh, what did you guys do uh, well, I started off with uh, Nick and Jonathan. Johnny. Johnny. Okay. Close. Uh, <laughs> Close enough. Uh-huh. Uh, and Jonathan, Johnny was only level 22, so he wanted to do some of the Queen's missions. And level 22, those are kind of wicked. Those are rough. Uh, those, are rough mean, those are rough for 26s, 27s. Yeah, because once you hit any elites, a couple of shots, you're done. And they were hitting him. They were one-shotting him yeah. at that point. Um, so Nick and I rolled him through one of those. He got a nice purple chess piece, which was good. Um, and then he 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 was like, look, you know, I, I'm very underleveled for you guys. Um, and so I got him in a room with Jackie and Steve. So his story will continue in a second. Uh so I asked Nick what he needed, and he was on the last part of uh, one of the epic bounties for the handgun, for the uh, yellow handgun. <sighs> and I, I, I just finished that, and that's... Uh-huh. Mm. So basically, what you have to do for that is you have to do the Moonstrike on Heroic, and you have to get to the last part basically the boss room where so, the big ogre dude is chained up. And the heroic on that one is a 26. It's yes. a 26 mission. Oh, it, it's absolutely it, insane. It's hard. Uh-huh. Um, so there's only solar and void damage. Two, the two different enemy types take either solar or void. And um, it, was, it was insane because you have to go into that boss room and you have to wait for a certain named wizard to spawn out of a dropship. Exor. Yeah. yeah. The Exor the Unborn, I think. Yeah. And so you have to go in, clear the room, make a dropship come, c- clear the room again, and then hopefully he comes. With two people, even getting to the room is hard. I don't know how you guys did it with two. Oh, it, it was... We were... 
I, like a perfect team. It was it was there awesome. There was a strategy, right? You told me there was an entire strategy involved in doing this. In the last part, yes, but getting to the room is is there's a three there's like a three wave thing you have to clear while this door is being open. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll share a story about this in a minute. That I've already shared with you guys. I I wanted to push my head through a wall at a certain <laughs> point with this, but there are at one point at, at the, on the last part of that wave there were five wizards. And that have five wizards and four knights and four knights and the knights I think have arc arc shields okay and the um the wizards have solar shields yep so you need to constantly be switching between the weapons now when we when I cl- finally cleared this thing we had two titans and a hunter and I mean the the only thing I was doing was just using my bubble shield to survive. Because they are all hitting so hard and so fast, like I I don't know how we ever got through there. I don't. So you getting through there with two people is one of the like most amazing things I've heard in the game yet. It was one of the most satisfying moments of that game. Actually, getting to the last room. Uh, so in the last room, though, there's a, pretty much a strategy where you know one person hides, and I had him go in so he could have the satisfaction of actually you know doing it, doing yeah. it, yeah. So you're just a respawn point. I was at the respawn point, but every once in a while there would be knights and wizards that would fly into the doorway, and, and I could see them. Yep. So I would snipe out. I would send a grenade or a rocket, and I killed my fair share. And finally, it was about forty minutes in total time, and I see him. He's there. He's right in front of me. So I tell Nick, I'm like, Nick, he's here. He's here. <laughs> and. Uh, so we, we try and chip at him. We chip at him. I got a shield down. <clears throat> Nick had died at that point, though. So finally I was like, okay, uh, I got my heavy ammo back. I had my grenade. And I was like, this is what we'll do. I'll throw my grenade. I'll send in a rocket. Hopefully that takes the shield down. You throw your grenade. You go in with your super. And hopefully that does it. And so counted down, threw the grenade, sent in a rocket, he came in and it it popped, you know. Nice. He he got killed and he got his handgun and we were screaming. Oh, for me, it was exciting for me <laughs> that he was able to get it done. Oh, yeah. So great, so fun. I but was, but I know that your your story oh, took <laughs> took a different twist. So I had that same quest and uh last weekend um friends in my like I was on with like six friends and we were just playing for like six hours six or seven hours like we gone at eight o'clock at night and next thing you know it's like 2 30 in the morning so um at like 12 30 we started that same quest and there was three of us there was a warlock a hunter a hunter and a titan i was the titan we got through we got through that three wave room on nobody died we got through it no problems i was like all right we're doing this so we get down to where fogoth is the the, ball, the the strike on the moon and there's a trick to it which rob was like kind of getting into there's you walk through like a, like two rooms to get to where Fogoth is where now and he's in this giant chamber. If you stay in the first room right before you get in there, it like they know that people are going to try doing that. So what they do is they'll constantly spawn this like floating enemy above you, Stupid that like purple yeah, ball that shoots down stuff that explodes on you and it will kill you. But if you stay one room back from that, none of the enemies will go in there ever. Sometimes enemies will go into that that like that second room, 
uh, right before the chamber, and you could just run to the other side so they can't see you, and you know you'll never die. And it's just it's a respawn point. So we're at this for like again like forty forty or fifty minutes, and we're taking <clears throat> taking turns being the respawn point. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, I was the respawn point at, at this time, and finally the guy the guy comes and he's there. My two other friends are dead. And that room all of a sudden is becoming overrun with these guys, and I panic, and I'm like, I'm just going to retreat back one more room. Second you cross that line, it just resets the whole thing. Oh, no. Yeah, because oh, if, if everyone else is dead right. and you're the last guardian, oh. it takes it as you left the, the encounter. Fight, right. Yep. Oh, so we sucks. got him. I, I saw him, and now it's the, the trick to getting him was just you have to kill enough minions, like enough of the other hive and the wizards and stuff to get him to like to spawn right so like we were at it for forever and the thing is it was so difficult because i didn't have any of the right weapons equipped like we were just figuring this out like oh geez if i use this sniper rifle it takes out the arc shields in two shots and then one shot to the um the hive lord's head or whatever kill the knight's head kills him it's just it's a three-shot thing but they were so crowded in that room, we couldn't ever get out into the chamber. Right. So we just were just like having to throw nades and stuff. So like they were both dead, and I was like, I don't want to die. And I go back, <laughs> and it was just like it was like I died, and it restarted. Oh, no. And there were and so many. At that, at that point, it was what like two two thirty one thirty two, two in the morning two something in the morning, yep. and they were they were not happy. I was like, how was I supposed to know? <laughs> like usually with stuff like that, they'll give you warning like turn back in three yeah. two one. This it was yeah. just like nope over. So we ended up completing it with a like I me it was me and another guy there who had the we were on that part together. So us two and somebody else ended up doing it um, later, and it was like okay, nobody nobody crossed that line. <laughs> so yeah, Jackie, what about you? How did uh, how did oh, your experience we fun- go? Well, I ended up in the room with Steve, um, and we had uh, your friend Johnny came over to join us, and we're like, let's just just do something quick. You know, we'll do one quick thing. And we'll go see who else is on. So we decided to do the weekly heroic. <laughs> Which is, that's a level 24? Yeah. Technically, no, the, the, uh, the weekly heroic is a 26. It was, no, it was 24. Oh, it was because 24. I was 24. Very, and it says very hard. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I was 24. You could pump it up to 26. Yeah. So because I was 24, we thought we'd go in. I think uh, Johnny was 22, maybe. And Steve was 21. And so and so oh, we kind of say to Steve, like, you know, uh, we... You know, if you're the lowest level and he's like, oh, I got it. It's fine. You know, with you two in there as well, we'll be good. We'll be good. It was like two hours. It took us two hours. And the first part is that gigantic tank that's like driving around in like a, almost a desert plateau. Yeah. And we tried sniping at it. And, it, you know, it's throwing rockets at you. So we're dying left, right and center. And it's throwing these rockets. And in the end, I got so annoyed that I just said, stay here, I'm going in. And I jumped down, and God knows what I must have looked like to them, because I was just sprinting around in circles like a lunatic, shooting this thing with my machine gun, not doing that much damage, dying every one and a half to two minutes, because every time I got a real good shot at it, it would then run me over. (laughs) But now I can see those two running around on the clifftop, and at one point I start screaming at them, get down here, you cowards, get down here. But very funny. Took it out in the end. Finally killed it. So now I know why Johnny put the hashtag <laughs> Kamikaze Jackie. Yeah, I absolutely kamikaze that thing. Yeah, <laughs> That's so, awesome. But we take it out, take out the tank, and as soon as the tank dies, it doesn't say mission ending in 29 seconds. I'm like, oh, that wasn't it? So shit, and there's more to it. So we follow the 
path through and there's that gigantic thing that comes out of this doorway. Minions everywhere. And all the ones with the stupid big shield. So you got to like take, you know, like shoot them in the arm to get them to drop the shield. Tons and tons of them. And it was like two hours long. We died like it, probably three or four times we all died and I had to restart that part of it. And, and we were right close to the point where we were like, we can't do this. We can't do it. And then the they were both like, I'm no, surprised no. you lasted that I, long. I, yeah. I, I don't think <laughs> I would have had that much patience. Perseverance. We I did it in the end. I played that mission for the first time last night. Somehow I've avoided right. it. Right. And uh, it is this week's weekly heroic. Right. So we did it on level 26. And that is not an easy mission. And at, <laughs> the same thing. I was like, oh, so this is the mission with the tank I keep hearing people right. talk about. Right. And after we beat the tank, I'm like. Wait, it's not over? <laughs> exactly. And they're like, oh, it's no, so the hard, hard part's coming yeah, up. Yeah, that bit is so hard that we couldn't believe. You know, and you've already had to kill, like, the three big guards that are in that tower thing. And yeah. there's so much to it. And But we just, like, we were so far into it. It's like an hour and 45 minutes in, you can't be like, nope, can't do it. Yeah. You know, you've got it. You've got it. Well, that's it. what we did for the, when I was playing that uh, exotic quest. It was like we, at that point, were at that for, like, an hour. And, like, same thing, half an, right. an hour and a half. And at 2.30, at the guys are like, I don't think I could. I don't think I could start this like that, that whole process <laughs> right, over again. Right. So we had to abandon it. Yeah. After that, like an hour exactly. and a half of working on it, it was. Yeah. Ugh. No, we couldn't. We stuck with it. And you know what? The funny thing, when we got to the end of it, I got dick. No. Nothing. nothing. Not even like I a got strange like two. I got two blue energies. drops that were nowhere near as good as the stuff I already had. I got absolutely dick out of that. Wait, don't you get strange coins? I mm. might have got one strange coin. No, I yeah. think you get three. You would get three. Oh, I maybe think. I did. Yeah. yeah. For, still, for the weeklies, but, you know, I wanted something good. I wanted like, to coin level is, up. Strange, Strange coin is good. Dude. Strange coin yeah. is, I think, the most valuable thing in the game. Oh well, all right, that's kind of okay then. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted something. I wanted to level up from it. I wanted to at least get something with some light attached, and you know. Well, the thing is with the strange coin, that vendor comes around every weekend. I think I have twelve right now. Oh, get one more. If you yeah, get, you could buy. You'll be able to buy a piece of exotic armor you know, on I've, Friday. I have been doing so bad with the loot drops that the only purple thing I have I bought from the Vanguard <laughs> because I I didn't find anything. Well, we can actually get into this discussion in just yeah. a minute about that. So they've made some changes to the game, but yeah. just to finish off the community part, I just wanted to thank everybody. I mean, a lot yes. of people reached out to us and was like, "Hey, I." I can't get on tonight, but I hope that you guys do this again. Well, we, we definitely want to do it again, but I'd also like just say to everyone, like you don't have to wait for us to do this again. Oh, yeah. Like uh -huh. we're always playing all the time. If you want to jump in, if you see we're on and we're playing, just send, send us a yeah, yeah, send us a message, jump in. Oh, like, so the uh, last week you told the story of a, somebody jumping into your game, yes, and then you have to wave goodbye. That was Mark. So oh, Mark, okay. is like, yes, he did explain that to me because yeah. I was like, I feel really rude because I have no idea what I'm supposed to do. What is the etiquette involved? So I was like, I'm just gonna wave at him. <laughs> but we're definitely gonna do more community events. I Absolutely. mean, mm -hmm. the the big yeah. the big season of games is coming, and whether it's Destiny or it's Call of Duty or Evolve, Evolve right? in February. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna yeah. be playing a lot of these games, and. Uh, we're gonna yeah, do, we're gonna to do much more of these, yeah. but if if you see us on and we're not with somebody, yeah, you know, send us a message, jump in with us. Yep. And uh, I always need help, so feel free. <laughs> well, you led your own fire team. Look at that, and you <laughs> you jumped down, took charge, That's yelled true. yelled at your teammates. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure it was the best thing. But also, I did play some Crucible stuff afterwards with a couple of guys that stayed on after Steve left, and we did. We can't. We lost all three. The first two were kind of okay. The third one we got our asses handed to us. It was really not good. That happens. Uh -huh. It happens in that. But game. it was. But it was still fun. It was still like a fun experience. But 
before we went into it, we I'd kind of I think there was like four of us plus me, and I'd played with you before, like played with yeah. Justin before, and so I was like, all right, before we do this, we kind of need someone to like take control and say like where we go, what we do. Everyone went quiet. I was like, uh. not me, someone <laughs> other than me. And then I hear a couple of people being like, no, you can do it. I don't want to do it. Please don't leave me in charge. You know what? Because <laughs> it, it, it is, it's hard if you don't know the maps. Yes. Especially exactly. on the PvP stuff. It's it's hard to say, yeah. you know, yeah. go here, go there. Yep. I don't know. I don't know the maps. I yell at directions when I'm with my friends. And exactly, uh, and they're it's all very like, "Why useful. should we listen to you?" And I'm like, "If you want to win, you listen to me." There you go. And then they all st- don't listen to me anyway. <laughs> Just fine. I feel like if we'd have kind of, if I was a bit of a better leader, we might have done a little better. I think we were all going off and like just trying to kill as many people and you know do what we could do. And obviously, some of us were a lot better. Not me. <laughs> Did anybody get any drops or anything from the game? Um, uh, I think from we had that? some. Yeah, I'm not sure much of use, but well, usually it. with the three on threes, two people on the team will get, get something. something. Yeah, oh, but okay. I mean, it's, I mean right. th- that's what's nice about it. I mean, I saw a dude come in last the other day when playing in Rumble, and he got an exotic rocket launcher. An exotic. Oh, what? Wow. The last place he got the exotic. But wow. I can't complain because I played around once where I came in dead last. I was the reason we lost the game, and it, I got my first legendary weapon <laughs> right. when the game first came out. Well, we that. were playing a six v six control, so there was like five of us and then one random yeah. person. And I think one he of the got time, the stuff. <laughs> no, the random person had like three times as many kills as the next person on our team. <laughs> ah, that'll happen. <laughs> but it's still, it you know, it doesn't actually matter because it was still fun. That's all it that was matters. still a good time. So yeah, so I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, for those who haven't heard, there's like a big change coming to the game. It actually hit today. Um, they're changing the way the loot works in the game. Uh, so starting today, if you get a purple engram, it'll be a legendary item. Hey, no matter what, legendary or better. God. Now they still didn't say though if they increased increased or decreased the the drop rate of the purple engrams. No, but they also increased the chance of you getting a purple on a blue. Mm-hmm. So if you get a blue, you're only going to get a blue or better. Yeah. So, okay, that'll be good. Yeah. That's good, because my first purple drop was a green helmet. I was not <laughs> impressed. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of, a lot of the, um, a lot of the, like, they just did, did a really bad job of explaining the right way to play this game. Um, you know, a lot of it, the, the best way to play it, and um, it was detailed today on, if anybody listens to Giant Bomb, I mean, they talked about it in detail, was that you want to go and grab one of those other factions and join them. And then you could end up just buying stuff from them when you level them up enough, which is what you're doing when you're playing all these patrols and stuff anyway. And that if you're waiting for loot drops, it's not the best way to go about it. But, you know, to each his own. And hopefully now that they've increased it, you're going to be seeing more of it. They're going to add in more rewards at the end for doing strikes and for doing the weekly stuff. They were going to start guaranteeing rewards and stuff. So be, that just came out today. I da- just downloaded it right before the show started. Well, Steve was saying uh, when we were playing on, on Monday that one of the things that's unusual is how many times have you actually seen a big drop off of a boss? Never. Never you don't, right? I, well, you don't and get, isn't that weird? Yeah, you don't Like really... most games, that's where you get the most loot from is when you kill that final boss yeah. or when you kill one of the big boss, you know, minions. It'll instantly go to that person at the end of the mission. So oh, like sometimes so when you kill a boss... Yeah, and sometimes when you kill a boss or uh, I've also noticed this at the end of multiplayer rounds, at yeah. the very end, um, it'll say, like, where the, the feed is, where it's like, this guy killed this guy right. or this. You know, worse than you ever found a legendary Engram. 
Oh, so okay. it'll say that okay. sometimes so when you defeat a boss, yeah, and okay. then you'll see it when you come out. Right. But it would be nice if, like, you, you defeat one of those bosses, like, yeah. on that strike, and all of a sudden, the satisfaction like, a of seeing a yeah. purple drop, yeah. 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 But hopefully, you know, with the change, we'll start seeing a big improvement to that. Cool. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I played a little bit more over the weekend, and I, I mentioned last week that I was going to try the raid. Oh, yes, the big one. The big right. one. The six. The Vault of Glass one? Yes, the yes. six man Vault of Glass raid. The one that I got locked in? Yes, the one that you got locked in, and I shared that story multiple times. Oh, my in. God. This this is really quick. Uh, I was playing with Bobby, and we were we had something to go do on Mars. So we were just running around, and we, we were following a group of people, and something popped up in the scroll on the bottom, and it was like that the spire is opening or something Spire like that. Spire is forming. Correct, yeah. So it said that, and I was like, I was like, oh, you know, some weird enemy might have spawned. Because I've seen a couple level 28s over there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, let's go run. We'll go help them kill it. So we're running, we're following them, start going down through this cave, and then we were like, okay, I think they were just running towards a mission or something. Right. So we turn around and go back, and the door closed like this big dome type door that you have to go through, which I guess is the spire (laughs) is, um, is closed on us and we can't get back through. So I was like, okay, I'll kill myself and I'll see Mm -hmm. what happened where I spawn, killed myself, pop up like further back in the cave, (laughs) still stuck back there. So we had to go into orbit and then start the mission again. It was so funny. That's weird. Yeah. So we started it. And um, it's on Venus. You could actually see it at any time on patrol. Oh, that's right. It was Venus, not Mars. Um, and uh, I had 127. I was still 26 at the time. Too, so there was three 26s, 127, a 25, maybe another 27. So I had one guy who was underneath their recommended level. And we didn't even get to start the damn thing. There's a point where you have to what, – what you saw – and this is what, what makes it so frustrating is because all I've heard about the raid is it, it is the best part of Destiny. You're doing things that you don't do at any other point in the game. So at this point, there's six of us, and there's three plates that you have to hold from the Vex. And when you're in the plate, it like lights up with white, and when all three of them are activated, so you have to split off into teams of two. And while all three of those are activated, this spire starts forming. And when the spire is finished forming, it, o- it shoots out a beam that opens the door to the Vault of Glass. So we didn't even get to start it. We played for an hour. And now while you're on these plates, the Vex are constantly spawning. And they're moving to towards – You right. have to stay yeah. – well, you don't have to stay on it. You can actually leave it. Oh. But when they go on it, they turn it red, and then the spire starts to dissolve. It won't, like, instantly cut back to zero, but it will start to fade away. Right. And it was insane. You die so quickly, um, and, like, having a lower-level guy, just, like, it wasn't working out. You're not dealing, like, the proper amount of damage. Like, I didn't have a legendary weapon. Like, I, I had legendary secondaries and heavy, but no primary. So we were at it for, like, 55 minutes, and we got the Spire to form what I thought was, like, we're almost there. And then I found out, like, we were only halfway there. <laughs> So I'm now level almost 28. I'm like just about there. And like I want to go back in and do it again. But it's like, man, we got to be like prepared. That, that was the easiest thing of, the, uh, of what we're going to be doing. But yeah, we were at it for like an hour. And it was just like, well, 
you guys want to go play multiplayer? Because this isn't happening, and that's how we ended up doing that. And later we went and tried that mission. So I'm going to be trying that again sometime soon. Cool. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I see. I don't see myself doing that anytime soon. You're 27. No, I know. I just, I don't know. I'm I'm having fun as is. We're gonna have to give it a shot. Yeah. Maybe grab some listeners and we'll take a run at it. Okay. I want to do it, but I can't find any weapons or anything decent. It's annoying. We'll, we'll get you loaded. Yeah, we'll get I you saw that I tweeted that out about the irony of trying to start a mission. It says, you need better gear. It's like, no shit. <laughs> you need to give me <laughs> better gear. Give me gear. some better gear. Yeah, I have a feeling this week will will be much better for yeah. you. I hope so. Mm-hmm. So that's been some Destiny talk. We've been talking about that game a lot. Just yeah. We can't stop playing. I can't stop playing it. You but can't not talk about it. Well, yeah. see, now with all this new stuff, it's truly going to test the allure of destiny. It is. So. And uh, Shadow of Mordor came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, the reviews on the game have been stellar. Way better than I was hoping for. Now, I, like, I I listen to a lot of video game podcasts. I listen to, I, you know, I, I go to a lot of websites. Like, I love games so much. So when E3 rolls around and these preview shows um, rolled around, uh, around those times, Gamescom and stuff, you know, you kept hearing, like, Shadow of Mordor is something to pay attention to. And everyone's like, yeah, it's a licensed game. Like, come on. And Shadow of Mordor is apparently really, really good. Oh, it is. So I went out and I picked it up last night. And then I was yep. just like, Destiny. <laughs> well, see, I, I got out of work yesterday. And having kind of a weird job, I get paid here and there. And yesterday I go in, I get paid. I was like, it's like a sign from the gods. So I went straight from work to Best Buy. <laughs> Spent my $65 on Shadow of Mordor. I went home and started playing. And it, it's good. It really is. I, I mean, my first impression was um, it's kind of like Assassin's Creed with the Arkham Asylum combat in a Lord of the Rings skin. That like, was my first first impression of and it. And bat- throwing Batman in there as well. Yeah, it's it's it has kind that Batman of, combat. Yeah, that's yeah, what you Arkham said. Oh, yeah, I, like no, Arkham. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> I missed you say I missed you saying that, <laughs> yeah. sorry. So it's it's that kind of you know, so initially I was like, Well, I'm gonna like it because they're two of my favourite game series. So, you know, I'm gonna like it, but I was like, hmm, you know, it's kind of a similar thing and but then I've played it a bit more and a bit more and the AI and the setup of the uh the orcs is breathtaking Mm -hmm. i've already got to the point i've only played it for like maybe two and a half three hours and already i have one guy i hate i hate ugu the fool more than i can explain because he killed me once Uh and i was like all right fair enough and then i kind of run around start doing something else and i start fighting this little bunch of random orcs i'm doing all right I swing my sword, and all of a sudden, this orc grabs the sword, leans in, starts sniffing me and chattering its teeth, and it's like, Ugu the Fool. Like, <laughs> where the hell did he come from? Like, he was clear on the other side of the map 20 uh-huh. minutes ago. Where the hell did he come from? He kills me again. Like, oh, this, this you know, he's annoying. So I go back in, I do something else, do a mission bit, you know, like an hour goes by, and I'm walking along. Boom, there he is again, right in my freaking grill again. Kills me again, and then you get the wonderful graphic of him getting promoted to a yep. legendary captain. Yeah, they power up every time <laughs> they kill you. Yeah, he has been. He has taken me out so many times. Now he's got this stupid sidekick guy that turns up at the same time as him, and you just you never know when it's going to happen. <laughs> See, it's amazing. Okay, so I picked it up yesterday. Also, first off, the opening scene slash tutorial, like 
how they blend in yes. to each other is like one of the most beautiful sequences and definitely one of the best tutorials uh-huh. in a game. Uh, it's it's flawless. It makes you want to pay attention. It, you know, it's it's not like one of those games where it's like you know, okay, now press A to do this, and like right. you're just doing it to do it. Yeah, it it's part adds of the to the story. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, it's amazing. Yeah, and it's a very good setup. It's it's sad, and it's um it's intriguing. Mm-hmm. Very, and it makes very, you want to know why this is happening to the character. Yeah. And and now for me, like. I'm not a big, you know, Lord of the Rings fan. No. I don't hate it. Yeah, but I'm, I'm the same. I've, yeah. you know, I've, I've never been a huge fan of the series. Whether it be the books, the movies, yeah. uh, any of the games, that kind of thing. But, but this is drawing me in. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yes. Uh, and the Nemesis system is is so great to see in in motion. Uh, I I had kind of. A similar thing happened to me. Um, there was, I f- they all have wacky names. <laughs> they all, so and they're great. They all have really funny. Well, before, like, before we jump into that, yeah, why don't you explain a little bit what the Nemesis system is? Because I've seen people on Twitter. You know, we we posted a question of like, what do you guys think of Shadow of Mordor? And I've seen things where it was just like, looks like just like another free flowing combat game. Like I'm not uh-huh. that interested in it. But this game has a hook that I think people don't know about. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the Nemesis system, basically what it is, um, it's the army of Sauron, and there's a whole grouping of orcs, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And what are they, Uluks? Yeah, Uruk or something, Uluks? right? Uh, yes. Yeah. I love hearing these names. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, uh, it, and they're ranked, right? So there's captains, and then there's the one below, and it's like, basically it sets it up so it's like an army. Mm-hmm. And you are, uh, first they're all blacked out, pretty much, right? They're all figures on the screen, but they're blacked out. And the idea is, you want to find out who they are. So you can defeat captains, and you can interrogate captains. And when you interrogate a captain, you can fill in a blank with the identity. So you can find out who this guy in charge is. You and get his name. Where he is on the map. Yeah, where he is on the map. And then the secondary aspect is you go in again and interrogate, and you can find out their weakness. So these captains are pretty hard to kill. And they also, there's a finishing move, but you can't do that on the captains unless you've got their health all the way down. They're, they're hard enemies to take out. However, if you've interrogated the right person and found out the right information, you can find out that some of them will run cowering if you're a, a, you know, on top of your mounted beast. Some of them can be taken out with ranged attacks, whereas others can't be touched with that. So you, you want to do your research before you come up against these guys. I'd also heard that there was things where, you know, you could sneak up and they could be at a feast and then you could just, like, sneak in and poison the brew that they're drinking. Yeah, the, there and are quests that I pop up. I haven't got that far, mm-hmm. personally, but, yeah, that's what I've heard. It's, it's happened to me, and... It's it's crazy because when you come across these captains, it's not like you just run in a room and kill a captain because they have minions around them. They yes. have bodyguards. Yep. They could sound alarms and call in another dozen characters yep. that that are going to fight you. And yeah, it's it's you know a free flow system of fighting. So you have your block that or your counter that that you can 
yeah. do. But you get overwhelmed quickly. Correct. You get overwhelmed. Yeah. You get poisoned. You have yeah. arrows flying at you. You have cheer uh, spears being chucked. So it's, you know, it's challenging. It's not like... You certainly can't just run in the room and if you mash the buttons enough, you're going to wipe out the entire horde. Not it's, at all. That doesn't happen. Nope, not at all. Because yeah. also I your died. health is not that high. It isn't. You know, you, you basically, if you, you know, if you miss a few of the counters or if you've got a guy shooting arrows at you, you really only take four or five hits before you're down. Mm-hmm. So you can't just go crazy and, and start mowing them down. Yeah, you get four or five hits, you get a, a couple of redemption chances where, yeah. let's say, you get killed, quote-unquote killed, it'll go into an animation where, like, it'll show the orc delivering the final blow. And if you get your little circle inside of a certain area on the screen and press the right button prompt, yeah. it'll counter that. And it's like a last chance shot. Correct, yeah. Then then you can either run or yeah. if you only had that last person to kill, you know. Yeah. But again, the other thing I found is really interesting is I ran away from one fight because I was clearly out of my depth. Ran away from it. Um, a little while later, I'm walking along a cliff top and there's some down the bottom. I can hear them talking shit about me. Yep. Oh, totally. <laughs> They're talking shit about me because I ran away from the last fight. <laughs> so as you... They remember. Yes. <laughs> yes. They rem- They totally yep. remember. Yep. Um, so if you... Let's say you kill an underling, like one of the lowest ranked people on the chessboard we'll call it yeah someone will take their spot they'll there'll be fights in in that area for a new chief mm-hmm. to be named and they'll start out with lower power but they'll always be that named person there yeah and um, you can have some of them that die before you've ever encountered them like this ugu the fool that kept killing me he got so powered up that he actually took out an unnamed captain off screen somewhere and he took his place higher up hierarchy because yeah. of you know because he had taken me out and he'd powered up. Yeah, he and I has didn't the even, chance. Yeah, I didn't even identify the the orc he'd killed to take that position. So I know there's also things that were mentioned where you could um, mind control enemies, and that, that you could you know send them to go do your bidding. That doesn't happen until way, way later. I know, but later that, like, that, I know that game. that's included. Yes. Where it's like, all oh, right, well, if you kill one of these these um these generals and you're mind controlling the guy who kills him now that guy takes over the general spot now you control that entire tree mm-hmm. underneath the guy that you're mind controlling yeah so it's got this like really interesting that's what we would always made it seem so interesting to me and that i wanted to pick it up yeah was that this system that they're using seems so cool like there's so many different ways that you could go about encounters like yeah you could send that guy to go try and kill him and he might die or you can go assist him or you could yeah. just kill that guy or you could send him out and he'll spread, right. you know, fear about you coming. And so when people see you, they're afraid yeah. of you. It's just like... And all your actions, definitely, like even this early in the game, you know, my actions with this Ugu the Fool, he started off as just this, uh, you know, this little underling guy that really wasn't anything. He was just a random orc I came across. And now he keeps coming back to fight me because he's got to be in his bonnet about me. He keeps popping up and trying to kill me. And every time he kills me, he gets stronger. And it's, you know, so me not taking him out that early, all I've done is make him a tougher enemy and a tougher enemy that is now coming after me. Mm. (laughs) So it's definitely consequences. Yeah, because so like I was saying, I had sort of a similar thing that you did. I came across a named character. And I was fighting him, 
and when they come on the screen, like it kind of pans over to them, gives an introduction, they throw out an opening line, so you know that there's someone there. And uh, so now there was two of them. Two of them, and they each had, you know, like three or four minions. And then all of a sudden, here comes number three. <laughs> so now I had three dudes on me. Yep. There was no way I was getting away. Uh, huh. And th- this this probably happened because now all three of them were in the same area. Yep. That happened. To, I was stupid enough to go there two or three more times because when you kill a captain or one of these named people, they'll drop runes. And as you gain experience, you could spend experience points to level up uh, certain aspects to get more health, to get more focus, uh, to open up rune slots on your weapons, you know, your dagger, your sword, your bow. And as you open up rune slots, these, these named characters will drop runes. And there are tons and tons of different runes in the game that you could then place on your weapon. So let's say you pick up one, and it'll be like you have a 50% chance that if you shoot an Uluk in the head, that all the other Uluks around will run away in fear. Right, right. Which is huge, because let's say you have to free a prisoner, and there's three or four guys standing around. You could just totally, you know, crawl up somewhere, take one of them out. Yeah. All the other dudes run away, you run up, cut the prisoner free... You yeah. know, and then you just slide back. Exactly. No one ever yeah. sees you. And there's a lot of ones, thing. yeah, like critical chance up and like all the, uh, you know, common ones. There's a lot of those floating uh-huh. around as or well. Or if you're riding a beast, uh, yes. you do X amount more damage. Or right. That's know. also fun. Riding, riding. I have not video. ridden a beast yet. Oh, yeah. It's it's good because nope. you can charge them down when they're on the ground. Uh-huh. You basically pick them up and shake them like a ragdoll. Okay. <laughs> it's awesome. I, I encountered... Because there's like the lion-looking ones. That's the one. Yeah. Okay. Usually what I do, if I see one of them caged up, I'll hack open the cage right. and go hide. Then that'll just run and kill everyone. Yes. <laughs> but I feel bad because then it starts killing prisoners. I'm like, no, I don't want you to oh, kill prisoners. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I did have one of the named guys pop up. And he was kind of wailing on me. And then one of these beasts came in and I kind of just like scooted away a little bit and mm-hmm. he took him down for me. But then the beast came after me. Oh, it wasn't great. Good. Yeah. But then I saw one of the really big ones, ones that's like f- four oh, or five really? times bigger than that. And right. it kind of looks almost like a big fat ogre type thing. <laughs> okay. Um, and I've yet, yeah, so I've yet to yeah. jump on one of their backs. So... More onto the game. There, there's a you know you have obviously your main story that you uh, go along. There are tons and tons of different side missions that that'll either pop up on screen for only a certain amount of time, and they have a way of working themselves out. Or if you get to them in time, then you'll be able to do it. Yeah. Um, you have weapon missions which will help power up your weapons, and then just like any other game, you have. Uh, little bounty type things where it'll say, okay, in this area, go pick this kind of flower, this kind of flower. Kill four spiders. Yeah, kill four spiders and then one of these beasts. And, you know, then you get 
harder it's, and harder yeah. ones as you go along. And that's something about the Assassin's Creed kind of feel to me is it's definitely the collectible side missions. You mm-hmm. know, it's definitely got that feel to it. There's a you can stay in one area, and especially because there's a tower in every area that you it's open up for fast travel. Uh, yeah, so okay. you know, it's the it's, same thing. Once yeah, you open up maps, that tower, then yeah. all the side missions and stuff show up yeah. on the map. One thing uh, this game has that Assassin's Creed doesn't have is heads and arms flying at, around. <laughs> yes. This that game, is true. This game it's fairly is brutal. pretty yeah. brutal looking, right? Yeah. I started watching it with Luke and then the initial story at the beginning, I kind of missed a lot of it because I was shouting at him not to look. <laughs> so I missed it. Cover well. your eyes. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and I should have seen that it was M for Mature, but I was like, ah, how bad can it be? Oh, Turns it's, it's out there's severed bad. limbs going all over the place. <laughs> Everywhere. If the initial story at the beginning is pretty gruesome and oh, pretty graphic for a for a video game. It definitely. is. You'll say, I can't wait for Justin yeah. to see the opening. Yes. Yeah, I'm excited to play it. I'm I'm uh, definitely going to do it this weekend. And just one kind of downer type thing, and I don't know if you know this, Jackie. Yeah. So now, just imagine all of this great Nemesis stuff we've we've discussed. Now that is only on the. PS4 and the Xbox One versions. What? Yeah, there's an uh, there's an interview here from um, on IGN um, from uh, the game's design director Michael Duplante. Right. And I'm going to jump around in uh, okay. his quotations here. So this is all quoted. He says, "We're very focused on the PS4 and Xbox One. We're focusing on the next gen platforms, and then going to do whatever we can to get as much possible on current gen." Uh, he says, uh, to break it down, some of the stuff we're pretty confident will still be very similar on the current gen. The core mechanics like combat, stealth, ranged, and movements, uh, the basic control and gameplay, that should all be really solid. What we won't have is the same level of depth and variety and simulation within the Nemesis system. The story will be the same, the core gameplay will be the same, but the Nemesis system is just so huge in terms of content, calculations, and AI, we'll just have to try and get as much as we can in there. I mean, I, I understand that. I understand, like, on a logistical basis, if there's just, it's too big to do that. But I feel like that's what makes this game this game. That, I'm um, the same way. Yeah. Because yeah. they were all supposed to come out at the same time. Right. And the 360 and PS3 versions got pushed back a couple of months. Yeah. So. But I definitely feel like if, you know, if you don't have the new uh, consoles yet, I would wait until you do because, the, it, you know, this game is, is Assassin's Creed with Arkham Asylum combat if it's not for the Nemesis system. You know what's interesting is that, so we're, we're talking here about a game that's coming out with pretty much two different versions for last gen and next gen. Right. And we actually had a question about that uh, on the forums from Riddle Me Chris. And uh, we were just talking about Assassin's Creed, and that's what yeah. he's asking about. He says, I just found out this November that we're getting not one but two new Assassin's Creed games, Rogue and Unity. Does anyone else feel like the market is being oversaturated with Assassin's Creed games? Do you think that there might be some blowback of getting too much too soon? Now, Jackie, you're our, I'm going to say, resident Assassin, <laughs> yes, Assassin's am, Creed player here. I've been here. very fanatical about So this series, yeah. there is going to be two games coming out on the same day. I think it's November 18th. Uh, Unity for PS4 and Xbox mm-hmm. One and Rogue for PS3 and 360. Right. Two completely different games yeah. that are yeah. not showing up on the other systems. Right. So how does that make you feel? Like my my thing with that would be I see very little point in going backwards. So I am not going to go out now. I have the PS4. I'm not going to go buy a 360 game just because it's Assassin's Creed. Because when I can play Black Flag 
and then I can play this new one on the PS4, it's going to seem a little counterintuitive to go back to an old console to play a brand new game for it. But that also kind of pisses me off because I've played every single game in this series. Okay, now here's a question. If it was only Rogue coming out for the 360 and PS3, would you then purchase yeah, that and still go would. back and play? I probably would, okay. yeah. But, but given the choice, I'm not going to drop like 130 in a month mm-hmm. on Assassin's Creed okay. so I can play and an old are, game and a new game. Those are big games, buying them both at the same of time. Course. It's like you're not going to be able to like play not, one and yeah. play the other like and jump back and, and forth. And like the price point, I can't imagine the price point is going to be less for the 361 than it is for the, the next-gen one, is it? It's going to be another no, $60 be game. A, I think it's going to be a $60 game. I, exactly. they, they haven't announced otherwise as far as I know. Right, so it's going to be two $60 games coming out. I can't imagine... Uh, you know, like I said, I'm fairly fanatical about this series. I'm not going to spend. I'm not going to buy two brand new Assassin's Creed games on the same day. No, yeah. not I'm especially gonna choose, if. And if I'm going to choose, I'm going to choose the one on the next gen. Yeah, yeah, because you need to come out, and we'll be able to do four players. <laughs> yes. yes. To me, it's it's a huge missed opportunity for them. I mean, I think it's a very interesting idea that they're doing here. I mean, they devoted two teams to make two games. Right. Coming out on the same day. Yeah. If. I mean, if that Assassin's Creed had come out, uh, the the one for last-gen systems, for Rogue, so for PS3 and 360, last month, when there was really nothing to play yeah, on the was, next-gen if systems. If there was like a three- or four-month gap, I would probably be more inclined to But go. even pushing forward three or four months from November, it's still like, you know, we're going to be getting the, like more games coming out. I mean, the right. time to release, but I feel the I time... Mean, yeah, if they'd have put out Rogue three or four months ago... Oh, yeah, then that would have been the perfect time. And yeah. that would have, you know, encouraged people who had mm-hmm. next-gen consoles to be like, oh, there's really nothing out right now. I'll go back and I'll, I'll play Rogue. Exactly, yeah. But I can't picture people with next-gen consoles right now being wanting nope. to go back. I mean, unless you're the most fanatical of the fanatical. Right. But I think the... The big part of the question here was he was asking is is the market getting oversaturated? Yeah, with the Assassin's we're, we're, Creed. I mean, thing. now Assassin's Creed is on a yearly schedule. It seems. Well, I think it has been for quite a few uh, releases lately because I know the way they do it is they have basically rolling teams. Yeah. So there's always one in development. They one comes out, the other one's been in development for the last couple of years. Then they start working and they roll these teams. So there's always something coming. And I think they've done it since. Pretty much like Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Two. Well, I know. Two. I think there <laughs> was two, two years. Brotherhood. Yeah. Yeah. Revelation. Yes. Three. And that's where they lost me. Black Flag. They right. lost. They lost me when I I liked Assassin's Creed Two. I enjoyed my time with yeah. it, and then within I feel like a year, it was like okay, here comes Brotherhood, and then but not Brotherhood even. Brotherhood was so good though. I, that's what oh, everybody I says. I loved. I loved those those first four. I adored. Uh-huh. I absolutely adored. Well, how those do you games. feel about annualized series? In the first place, I'm good. I'm ha- if the, if the quality stays the same and they can do this rolling team thing where the same amount of thought and development is going in because, you know, they there's separate teams doing it. That's great. I'm fine. I love. I I actually really used to love the fact that I knew when October November came around there'd be another Assassin's Creed game because I finished that game in like three or four days oh. because you know <laughs> I, Jeez, I play. I literally will play that like for 24 hours like i'll fall asleep on the couch wake up and play it like i get those games knocked out 100 percent within a week and so waiting a year for another one is, i'm good to go after a year I'm, I'm i'm ready for another one rob what do you think about that i personally i do get a little tired out um i i love playing the games but especially since they're big open world type games with lots of collectibles with those games, I'm the kind of person 
the Assassin's Creed games especially, I like to get all the collectibles. Oh, me too. There are some open world games where I could say F it and I don't need to do every little thing. Yeah. Assassin's Creed, unfortunately, is one of those things that I do. <laughs> I have to I'm going after every feather. Yeah. I'm going yeah. after Absolutely. every song. I even, I even those buy... shanties that fly away from you. Oh, yes. yes. God, I hated those. I even buy every single book you can buy. Yep, book, like, artwork, <laughs> weapon, <laughs> exactly. even lower weapons yep. than Fully I already have. The houses and mm-hmm. the villages. and Yeah, I have to do it. I'm the same. It has, it has to be 100%. So, I mean, yeah. I, w- I was quite a bit tired at that time, but right. there's been a little bit of a break now. Yeah, definitely. So you know, that w- that first one and the second one, I actually did 100%. Both of them, I probably like seven or eight times, I 100%ed them. <laughs> I would just go back in like after a week and play again and then wait for a couple of weeks to play again. I was that obsessed with those games. You're not going to have time to do that now. we got way too much I to know. play. Well, yeah, way too much to play. You You've made me step outside my box, damn it. We're all doing you that. you love Trust it. me. You love it. See, the thing, uh, the thing with me is I'm against annualization. Really? Um, I, like, Why, I get tired of playing, like, the same thing all the time. Like, I love the Arkham games. I love them. I love them. I love them. But if there was an Arkham game coming out every year, which probably is going to start happening when Rocksteady steps away. WB Montreal came out with Origins. You know, those games sell like crazy. I can't picture um, them not continuing that every year. But the thing is, like, to me, and this is where I kind of fell off the wagon with Call of Duty, every year there's a new one coming out. And there's really not that much changing so much, you know, unless you have, like, a three-team cycle like they have now where you're getting a two-year development window. Right, right. There's really not that much changing from game to game. And plus with the, like those open-world games with Assassin's Creed, they're so massive, and they well, are to the me. Thing. They're so time-consuming that it takes me with those, like I'm not going to get in and plow through one of those right away. Like I'm not that in love with them like Jackie is, where I'm going to take my time, and then it's just like six months from now, crap, I've got another one of these to like go ahead and play. To me, it's like I want to miss the game, and then want to go back and th- and then go back to it. Like I I took a break from didn't play anything after two, and I was really pumped up for three. Like I wanted to go play three because I never played Brotherhood, I never played Revelations, and I felt like that. All right, I'm, I I miss Assassin's Creed. I want to get back oh, into and it. And then you played. Three. Well, no, I didn't play three because <laughs> oh. every everybody was saying like this game is awful, oh, and you know. Yeah. So I I felt like all right, I want to play Black Flag, and I right. bought I bought Black Flag, and I just I couldn't get into it, but. You know what, Black Flag, I, I loved the look of. I liked the play. I actually like the naval battles. I, I like all that. That was the first one where I actually felt a little exhausted by having to go find all the collectibles. Yeah, that, that, that was, was too much. Too much. Especially when like part of it was having to jump off the ship and swim oh, to swim shore, to which the took island 10 freaking minutes just to get one little thing and then swim back again. See, and, and between, I mean, comparing the Call of Duty and the Assassin's Creed type thing, where the Call of Duty's single player mission could be anywhere from three to four hours. Yes. No, they're they're not very long. Uh-huh. And Assassin's Creed is these like complete twenty five yeah. hour games where a lot of it deals with in, with Call of Duty in the multiplayer and the changes that they're they're making there year over year. But like I have the same problem with sports games. Like every year there's a new Madden coming out. Every year there's a new FIFA coming out. And it's like they're not really getting the time to make yeah. the improvements that like you'd like to see. Um, I think it, like any of those games took like let's just take a year off and make like the next one that much better. But That's in that what, time frame, well, yeah. in that time frame, you're getting to like breathe. You're like letting you're letting the series breathe for a second, right? And then, um, 
the crowd is like is is excited to come back. Like I played Origins, and if um, Arkham Knight did hit the October release date, I would have been a little bit burnt out. Like not like I still would have played it. I still love those Batman games, but right. like going around getting all those Riddler trophies, like <laughs> that was that, right, that that's right. that's a bit time consuming, and it, it's you know. I love it, but it, going after all those is a bit of a drain at a time. Yeah. So, like, I'm kind of glad that Arkham got pushed back into June because now it gives me the chance to, like, want to like, I really want to play the game when it comes out now. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Assassin's Creed could maybe use one of those type breaks. I mean, we're and I mean, they're coming out with two games on the same day, which is just yeah. crazy. Yeah, is. yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, the sales yeah. numbers will 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 dictate whether or not what people think about that. Right, I'm exactly. sure Unity is going to be a big seller, but I think Rogue is probably going to outsell yeah, it. Yeah, I do think it's definitely a strange It'll be choice. interesting. I mean, yeah. the, the the consumer base on the, uh, the old platforms is dwarfs. Oh, obviously it's there, yeah. It dwarfs right. the next-gen stuff. Right, right. So, I mean, and so many people have, I, I mean, I talk to on Twitter, they're like, I haven't upgraded yet. I'm like waiting for that game, like the game to come out. And so they'll probably just grab. It did. They'll, it they'll came grab. out September the 9th. Oh, yeah, it's called it Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's on the right older there. platforms too, though. Oh yeah, it is. And what's interesting they about that is that. you could buy it on the old platform and upgrade to the to the next like next gen one for yeah. free. They were oh, they were smart great. about that. That's oh, yeah. very clever. Yep. Yeah, because no one wants to work their character. Yeah. And then, wait, can you? you yes, can I, think, I think oh you can God. transfer. I was going to say, no one's going to want to throw I, sixty <laughs> hours into a character. And then <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think upgrade. you can anyway. Yeah, because that's just on a separate server. Yeah, they could just roll that over. You're on Bungie's. Hmm. So that's what we've been playing. Yay! Some Destiny. I'll have uh, I'll have s- stuff to talk about next week. I picked up. Uh, Disney Infinity I saw. 2.0. Cool. I was in the Disney store and I saw it there and I was I saw the Iron Fist figure and I was like, well, I'm going to buy this right now. And I was like, Shadow of Mordor, like I, ha- I have to play that first. But <laughs> well, I'm... see, the thing is, I had a gift card, so I picked up Mordor, and I'm standing there and they were having a sale on Disney Infinity, and the figures were buy two get one free, and so I'm like, oh, you know, I I might as well just do it. Spidey was staring me in the face. <laughs> Spidey and Nova? Yeah. I'm so gonna... I picked up the base set, the Spidey Nova playset, and a couple of the chip packs. I just threw it on to literally load it up, get all the patches done, and uh, I did like the first story mission with uh, Iron Man in the Avengers Tower. And I, I don't know. I think I could have fun with it. Like all the world-building stuff. I will definitely get into that because, you know, I I think I'll have a lot of fun. Cool. But ne- next week I'll have a lot more to talk yeah, about, yeah, obviously, yeah. because be it's, it's such that. a big game with yeah. so much to do. So, yeah. Cool. I saw the Iron Fist figure and I was like, God, I got to have that. I might just buy the Iron Fist figure and just my a buddy of mine, Eric, is huge in Iron Fist. So I was going to buy for him. If and it was like, so huge, why hasn't he read that book yet? I know. <laughs> He's the worst. I give him like huge graphic novels, and it takes him like a year to read them. This <laughs> is not much of a reader. Yeah. So let's but, get it. So yeah, next week yeah. I'll be talking awesome. about that. All right. Cool. Nice. Maybe we uh we'll get together and we'll stream some of it. I'd like to do that. Yeah. That, some that's of the fine. figures come over and stream it. That'd be fun. All right. Cool. We'll put that on the docket. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Also on the docket was our topic of the week. Yes. Topic. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that was our new soundbite. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, this actually comes from Joe State. Joe State sent this question to us last week, and we liked it a lot, and we wanted to give it some thought, and then we decided to make it the topic of the week this week. 
So his question to us was, what were our top five um, video game characters? And now included in that top five could be a hero, could be a villain, could be a side character, an NPC. They were all open to us. And he threw it out to us. I threw it out on Twitter uh, to the listeners. They gave they, they come back with some responses. But Jackie. Yes. Why don't you tell me why don't you tell me your five? All five? All five. Okay. In reverse order. However you want to do it. You could start at three, <laughs> jump to five. Okay. All right, number five, you're just gonna sigh. So just get it over and done with. Myself in Skyrim. That's my number five. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> You're a player character from Skyrim. Okay, good, okay. You've yeah. invested... Me in Skyrim. Yeah, my 666 hours of Skyrim. Uh-huh. Me in Skyrim. That's my number five. I have a thought about, like, when I was com- well, when I was thinking about my ideas, and there was a couple of different ways that you can think about the way that you view video game characters. And I, yes. there was definitely some, not um, discrepancies, but the listeners had... A, like a wide range of I lists. I had the same thought oh, when me I was too. yeah when I was trying to think of this. I was like, do, is it a character I genuinely like because of their character or and their story, or is it just a character because they jump hard? I, you yeah. know, all of my characters have qualities that I like in people. That's what so I tried to do, what, and yeah. I I kind of went that way where I was trying to avoid um, characters where I made the decisions for the characters. Uh-huh. So like I wanted it to be characters where I had no con- for me I where I had no control over what the character did, and I was watching and right, like I right. liked that character. I've okay. got a kind like of, yeah. it wasn't like everything was scripted for me. Like I had no decision making abilities yeah, yeah. whatsoever. I kind of I went kind of here and there I don't think that. there's not a wrong answer here. Right. So yeah. So number five, myself in Skyrim, which goes against that. Number four is Sub Zero because. For years, that's been my man. <laughs> that's the character. That's the one where people shout at me for being cheap because I'm just freezing them and punching them over and over and over. So, Sub-Zero. Everyone loves Sub-Zero, right? Uh-huh. It's no, good. It's great character. <laughs> Scorpion. Ah, of course, you have to be Scorpion. Uh, number three was a fairly recent find with me. It was Ellie in Last of Us mm-hmm. because she is hysterical and awesome uh-huh. and a cool girl. So, I liked her. Uh, number two is Abe. Because I knew you would put an I eye character. I just, but I, I knew it. He's like, he's like, he's like, he's unique in his own species. Oh, I, absolutely. Like, he is a wonderful, hysterical character. And the, as far as I know, the only video game character who has a button dedicated to farting. No. Right? Can you think no. of another? Wario. <gasps> really? Wario oh, had Wario a fart does. move in, uh, <laughs> in one of the Super Smash Bros. Does it have yeah. green gas that comes out at the same time? Right? Probably. Gas, yes. yeah. <laughs> and in right. Rogue Legacy, your character would just fart all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true, yes. So that's my number two. And my number one is the first video game character why I actually liked a character in a video game. Because I was always notorious for just, I skip all the scenes. I would never pay any attention to stories. And this was the first one. And it's Ezio Auditore de Ferenz. Loved him. The first time he climbs in that woman's window and then basically gets punched out by her husband. Uh-huh. He's like a misogynistic, not particularly intelligent, swarthy Italian. And he's, he's awesome. He's great. I love him. He was a good, very good character. He was a fantastic character now, because he like... wasn't the hero. And then I love the fact that he has that transition. So when you get to the later one, he's an old guy. I was going to say, you know? do you like younger or older? I like them both. Okay. Yes, I loved. I loved seeing him with that gray and beard and mm-hmm. the more wise. I've, I've, you know, I was that young idiot that could jump around and do crazy stuff, and now I'm the wiser older guy. 
and yeah so he is he's definitely my number one video game character cool rob yeah. okay i'm not ranking them one to five because i can never choose lists like that <laughs> i don't know so i just picked that's fine five of my favorite that's what i did <clears throat> uh i will start off with let's see i'll start off with uh john marston from red dead redemption, red dead redemption. okay yeah uh Great, great character, left to die, you know, survived that, changed his ways, had a family. So when push came to shove, he went out there and did what he had to do to to keep his family safe, uh, even if he was flirting with other women <laughs> the whole time. But still, you know, True he... cowboy. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just the feeling of knowing what he was doing and what he was doing it for... It it was a very emotional grab. Yeah. Uh, then let's see. Uh, Jade, who's the main character from Beyond Good and Evil? Did you play that? I have not played Beyond Good no, and Evil. Okay, it's yeah. on my list of things that like, please play this before mm -hmm. you can't play it anymore. Uh, she's great because first off, strong female character. Uh, takes care of orphans. Uh, she's out there with her camera fighting the evil government yeah. you know and she, she you know she's not dressed like a, a slut i guess you could say <laughs> yeah yeah so she, she has clothes on correct <laughs> yes uh so i i love her great character um we have raz from psychonauts uh psychonauts is one of my favorite games and i have probably played that game a good four or five times Hilarious, absolutely hilarious little kid, summer camp, typical, you know, except he's psychic and can move crap with his brain. Um, yeah, so he's he's great. Uh, I have Cecil Harvey from Final Fantasy IV. I thought there would be a Final Fantasy game on your list. Yeah. I, honestly, he's, he's probably my favorite all-time character. Um, just fighting against you know the people who employed him the red wings the king who raised him like a son after he realizes that you know hey you know you're not you're not doing good stuff uh i i can't i can't fight for you anymore and you know to actually turn against a father figure and go out there and protect the world basically fight for his friends and people who betray him he would understand and actually give them a second chance you know it's just great great characterization and good qual qualities that should be in all people uh and my last one would be alucard from the castlevania series uh you know he fights for humanity because of what he gets from his mother and you know, but he's still able to draw from the evil within that he gets from his father. The evil within, huh? There we go. <laughs> awesome. Good choice. Those are good choices. Good Rob. reasons for those choices. Absolutely. As well. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I'll, I'll throw my list in here. I'll start with Elizabeth from Bioshock Infinite. Um, mm. She is uh, the best part about that game to me. I, I thought that game had a, you know, I've mentioned it on the show numerous times, a, a terrific story. One of my favorite endings in games ever. Um, predictable, I, I sure, I guess, but she was just 
such a great character to to be around like um I can't wait to replay that game like I I it's been long enough now where it's like I'm I want to go back and play that game and and visit those characters again um did you ever play the DLC yes I I played the DLC but all of them um and I thought the DLC was terrific the the second part of the DLC where you got to play uh, play as her was great okay um so Elizabeth from Bioshock Infinite um you did Ellie yes I did I'm gonna do Joel Okay. Mm-hmm. Joel from The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Um, that game has such a a strong opening. Oh yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, intense. That where I'm at in my life, I'm able to relate with, um, without spoilers, that type of um, situation and how it would take a person and you know what it would do to them being in that situation right. and um, the way that he progresses throughout the game. Um, was just one of those like really cool character stories mm-hmm. um, that you got to watch this person go through all these different stages and like to see the way they changed as you play along in this like 15 hour story was really remarkable to me. Um, this is a popular choice among the, uh, you know, um, the listeners uh, was Nathan Drake from the Uncharted series. Uh, no, the modern day Indiana Jones. And I've never played any of those, actually. You've never played any no, of the Uncharted no, games? Oh, man, oh, man. Man, Jackie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I like them. Yeah, oh, I, <laughs> yeah. The Uncharted games are would be so far up your alley, are it's crazy. Are they PlayStation crazy. exclusive? Yes. Because mm-hmm. I skipped the PS3, which is why so I haven't really played them. Uncharted 4 is coming out, and with all these remakes that they're doing, they would be insane not to package. Do the same, like, reboot. All three yeah. games on a, you know, on a PS3, and if not, one of us has a PS3. I wouldn't recommend <laughs> my oven-baked one. I was going to say, yeah, yours has been in the oven, so maybe not yours. Yeah, but <laughs> one of us, I mean, those are games that you really have to play. I mean, yeah. like I said, the, like to me, he's the modern-day Indiana Jones. Um, he he was the male equivalent equivalent to Laura Croft, right. and now Laura Croft is the female equivalent to Nathan Drake <laughs> right, again. Right. Um, he's just a, like a fun, stubborn, like you kind of want to punch him in the face and hug him at the same time <laughs> character. Yes. Uh Tiny Tina from Borderlands um, was a character you don't get to play as uh, and is only in the game for a little while. But, man, when she came on the screen and you heard her voice overs, it took that game to me to another level. And there are people who have problems with that character and the craziness and the things that she says. But go ahead, Robbie. You're leaning in. I love the voice actress. Uh, I've... She does a web series called Hey Ash, What You Playing? And if you if you've not seen any of those, uh, they are hilarious. I it's, have to like now. It's I have her to. and her brother. Her brother was one of the writers on the game. Um, yeah, but I love Tiny Tina. She, to love. me, she was hysterical, Jackie. I mean, you never got to play Borderlands too, but she she's just like thir- twelve or thirteen year old girl who's just insane, like. <laughs> crazy I'll find it Um, and you know her dialogue is I mean it's pretty much if you let like a 14 year old boy write it Um, (laughs) but her her performance in it makes it work right I mean and you could say the same thing about Handsome Jack like I I felt those are the two characters in the game that made that game like all the the the, the players that you you're playing as were like uninteresting and the Tiny Teen and Handsome Jack made that game uh my my number one is Liara from Mass Effect. I know you guys haven't played Mass Effect. No. 
I didn't choose Commander Shepard because, like, even though I loved my Commander Shepard, like, he was my guy. And I was making the choices for him. Um, so I felt like it was me. So I wanted to pick somebody, you know, like I said, there's no wrong answer here. Right, but I wanted, right. to, I wanted it to be somebody else. And Liara from Mass Effect, I mean, I could use the entire cast of Mass Effect as um, one entity. But Liara was my favorite. Um, you know, like, I think romance in games is, like, a neat idea but hard to do. Like, sometimes I just go yeah. for romance because there's a, a trophy associated with it. Or I'm, I'm just interested <laughs> to see... I'm interested to see the the character progression, like, oh, like, let's see what happens when these two get together. With Liara, um, you could romance her in the first game and in the third game. She wasn't really in the second game uh, that much. She was like, like, she wasn't in your crew. And in the first game I met her and I like, I was just like, no, I'm not going to choose Liara. And then she was in the second game and I saw her and then like on my third playthrough, like, it kind of just happened like naturally, which I guess sounds funny. (laughs) Sounds weird. It does sound weird, but like. (laughs) The way that she was written and the way that she interacted with this particular version of Commander Shepard, like, that was just the way to go. Right. And, like, I became interested in seeing more of those two characters on the, like, yeah. on the screen at one time. Like, I've said this on Talking Comics. Like, I have a thing for comic romances. Like, <laughs> right. that's my guilty pleasure in comics is, like, seeing these people get together and what their relationships are like. So, like... This was the first real video game one that I felt like, wow, like these two people, like they progressed from friends to something more. And when the DLC came out, you got to see more of them together and like they went to a party together. And it was like it was like the way they interacted was so good. And the way she was written was so she was so interesting and like like warm and heartfelt like um, she's by far my favorite character from a video game ever. Well, I think the interesting thing, which um, in this day and age is kind of is become more and more relevant is both of you chose strong female characters on your list yeah both of you did you know which is a great thing it's a great thing that you're not picking them because they're the girls from dead or alive you know it's like you're picking them because they're strong female characters Mm -hmm. and there's so many more that i could have grabbed Mm -hmm. um i could have grabbed trip from um enslaved right which it was um, the last of us before the last of us right you know monkey and trip were joel and ellie yeah. Um, None of us said Laura Croft, which is, you know, a big one. I mean, I thought about Laura, like, the last game. Like, yeah. I enjoyed the last game a lot. I could have picked uh, Elena from the Uncharted series, mm-hmm. who is one of the strongest female characters I've ever seen in a yeah. game. It's um, just nice that there's choices out there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I thought there was there there are, is better representation in story from the female perspective than from the male perspective. Like, when yeah. I was thinking about this list, I was immediately thinking of strong female leads because – for the most part in the games that I was been, I've been playing, like, your guy is, like, you, you know, the silent, like, the Master Chief type right, right. or the, like, the dude bro Marcus Phoenix type, which are, like, those are all fine. But, like, I'm not really getting the story that I want from that particular character. Yeah, yeah. You know, the only guy on my list was Joel because right. I got to see that progression that, yeah, exactly. that he, he had was a in. strong story. And, and Nathan yeah. Drake because he's just funny and stuff. Right. <laughs> I just went for more of a, a timeline of – you know, characters who meant something to me at different yeah. points in my life. Right, so, right. Either way. I'm going to read some uh, some from the listeners. Uh, so Matthew Fett, who is at Jedi Hunter 66. Uh, Nathan Drake, Big Daddy. Delta Squad from Republic Commando. Commander Shepard. Dark Ray, uh, I guess it's Reven. And he puts surprise, right? So that's definitely a Star Wars character. Well, see, this <laughs> I did have a Star Wars character on mine. Uh, I had Galen Marek from the... Uh, 
God help me, the Force Unleashed series. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, just because he's another redemption character, but you might have to correct me on the on the pronunciation of one of these, Rob. Mm-hmm. Um, so Joe State, who's at Joe State ADX, says the spy from Team Fortress Two. Okay. Kefka from Final Fantasy Six. Yep, that's Kefka. Okay, yeah. Snake. Metagur Solid, Ness, Earthbound, mm-hmm. and Gordon Freeman from Half-Life. Mm-hmm. And he puts a little note. He says, I obviously don't care about dialogue given my top two choices. <laughs> uh, Superbad Larry, who's at Superbad Larry, says he had put in a list and then he revised it. So Link from Zelda, Tifa from Final Fantasy VII, yep. Femship from Mass Effect, Samus from Metroid, and Ryu from Street Fighter. All Andy Breeden, who's at Historic Me, says uh, Gabriel Knight, but he didn't tell me where Gabriel Knight was from, and I'm unfamiliar with that character name. I'll go. You know what, Jackie? Can you look up? Put in Gabriel Knight. I want to know where he, where he, he's from. Sure. Uh, Kane from the Legacy of Kane. He did it for all the rest of them, actually, and not for the last one. All right. So Kane from the Legacy of Kane, Ellie from The Last of Us, Ezio from Assassin's Creed Two, and Guybrush Threepwood. I don't know where that one's from either. But well. We have our intrepid reporter over here looking that up. We'll come back to it. Sins of the Father? That's what it comes up with. Yeah, if it's point and click, point a Sierra click. game. Yeah. Oh, okay. And somebody look up Guybrush Th- Threepwood. Oh, he's <laughs> Monkey Island. Oh, okay. That. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's another Sierra point and click game. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, Dylan Jones, who is at Dylan underscore L underscore Jones, says Clementine, Big B, Ellie, Nathan Drake and Link. He said I needed an old school one in there. And I think that was interesting because honestly, uh, Clementine and Bigby both came up on my list as well originally um, because they're, they're terrific characters in those Telltale games where, you know, you're, you're, you're creating that character. And it's a f- it completely fine to love those characters. Uh, Clementine, um, and I all, would also put Lee from the season, uh, Lee from season one of The Walking Dead, all terrific characters. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with picking any one of those. So thanks, guys, for writing in, giving us your characters. I mean, if you're hearing this now and you want to write to us and give us some more of yours next week, we'll definitely read them out on the show. I think it was a really great question, so thanks, Joe, for um, supplying us with that this week. Thank you. (laughs) So now I'm going to get to the point of the show where we do our usual, we're going to ask you guys a question. Oh, I thought you were just like an hour and a quarter in, like... I'm going to get to the point of the show. I'm, so. I'm going to get to our topic now. No. <laughs> some of us have to do some work tonight. Um, Destiny, farming for engrams. Well, right? That's work. That's what, I mean, yeah, come on okay. now. <laughs> Actually, it, it's, uh, it's good that you brought up Destiny because that's where this question of mine came from. Uh, there's, a, I, I guess, a big debate going on right now about Destiny. A lot of it's, um, it has been talked about in the reviews. Like Destiny has... I, I think it's fair to say a pretty broken story. I mean, all the pieces are there, but it's not doesn't come together in the way that I think that they would like. I mean, and there, there's been um, stories out this week, articles about out this week about how much the story changed in Destiny over the last year. Regardless, that is what it is, but, and we have the story that we have now. But in the same reviews, people can't stop playing the game because the gameplay is so good. It feels so good to play it. And so my question to everybody is, what matters more to you in games? Is it gameplay or is it story? Do you prefer a game like Destiny where, you know what, I get together with my friends, we have a great time shooting things in the face, um, 
I don't really, I don't, I'm not even paying attention to the story that's on mute. I've just got my friends in my ear. Or do you prefer a game, and I'm just using this as an example, like those Walking Dead games where story is king and is above everything else and there's next to no gameplay uh, to speak of? Or do you prefer something in the middle, and I'll use like a um, an Uncharted game, but if you had to pick one or the other, would it be gameplay or would it be story? I got a clear answer for this one. Well, let's hear and it. It's absolutely gameplay. Because I, a good example for me recently has been The Last of Us, I thought was fantastic. Like the story really sucked me in more than any story ever has. And it was emotional. It was fantastic. As soon as I finished it, I have literally got no interest in playing that game again. I feel like I watched the movie and I know the ending. Why do I want to go back and collect a collectible? Like, why do I want to see that scene again? I've already seen it once. And the gameplay is good, but not enough to make me want to go back and play that game again. Whereas Rayman, I'll play for like nine hours. There is no story in that whatsoever. But I'll play it because I love just just play it. Hmm. So that would that would be my personal opinion on but that. But you'll go back and play Assassin's Creed over and over again. Yeah, because again. I honestly couldn't tell you anything about any of the stories in Assassin's Creed. Really? I've skipped every yeah, scene I've been able to skip. all the scenes. <laughs> oh, that's it right. You did say that. No you did sense. say that. Yeah, it makes no sense whatsoever. I just want to jump off rooftops and stab people in the head. That's it. <laughs> well, yeah. And I mean, that ge- that that gameplay is much more exciting exactly. than the gameplay in The Last of Us. Exactly. So you choose gameplay. Absolutely. 100% every time. Rob, what do you choose? Honestly, I enjoy both. I I don't have a definitive... I'm not letting you get away with this. You have to pick uh, one. Yeah. If I'm asking my listeners to pick one, like our, our <laughs> yeah. listeners to pick one, yeah. we, we've we got to at least throw down on one of them. Flip a coin. Mm-hmm. It would obviously be gameplay for me then. Yeah. You know, yeah. Because I can get my stories from movies and comics and stuff like that. But if I want to sit down and and invest in something i want to at least have fun doing it you know that makes sense cool. yeah. i mean that that's a very fair argument to have um i'll say gameplay i'm out blah, 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 blah. gameplay i'll say story um you i think really enjoyed like those walking dead games yeah and the um no and the thing is like that that's very new for me right. like i would two years ago i would have said gameplay is king and, I mean, I love the hell out of Destiny because it's so much fun to play. Yeah. But I really started um, finding uh, myself enjoying stories more and more. Like, I used to play games the same way you did, Jackie. Like, skip the cutscenes, skip the <laughs> right. cutscenes. I don't right. care. I don't care. And now I'm disappointed if I play a game and the story turns out to be crap. So, like, even not, even besides those Walking Dead games, like, I, en- I enjoy the Uncharted games. I enjoyed The Last of Us more for the story than the gameplay, and I, I find myself more satisfied beating one of those and enjoying a really great story than, um, I would think, more than even countless hours in Destiny. I think as you're taking right. something away from it. And mm-hmm. in Destiny, it's like you, it, it's, it's fun to rinse, wash, and repeat over and over again. But like The Last of Us, like I, I take with me when I go to work, and I'm thinking about it. And I'm thinking about those characters and those choices. Right. It's not an easy choice. Like I, I want the best of both worlds, but if I uh-huh. had to choose one, I think I would choose story. Like okay. I'll be pissed. So I'll now- be really pissed if when Uncharted Four comes out, if the story is is garbage. I think like I'm invested. It, like yeah. I'm invested in those characters. Like I want it to right. be good. Well, let me let me just notch it up then, so you could have a more clear answer. If it meant 
you never playing a Destiny or a, you know, a first-person shooter, a online type game, again, would you still choose Story? If I could never play it again. Mm-hmm. You know what I think I would? Okay. I think I'm at the point in my life where, you know, and this might be cheating a bit, but time is is hard to come by as it is. And if I had to choose between never experiencing a story like Mass Effect story or like The Last of Us story and not getting to experience those those tales and seeing where, you know, this hobby of ours is growing exponentially, I think I would choose seeing how far they could take storytelling and gaming more than shooting people in the face just to make it sound overly simple. So that would be mine. So we have two for gameplay mm-hmm. and one for story. I think a good, a good combo as well is something mm-hmm. like Last of Us. Like I said, I don't want to take anything away from that game because I really did enjoy it. But small tweaks to that would be the perfect combination. I, I, I was annoyed that once you finish a bit and you jump out of that window, that's it. That's the last time you're ever going to see that particular set again. Yeah. And not being able to go back and collect the collectibles. If it was a little more open world, that would have been the perfect game. Because it's a wonderful story and I like the gameplay in it. I was just annoyed at how linear yeah, it was. A, it, it was a very linear story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, I mean, I I love stories and games. Oh, yeah. You know, but if I had to choose, I'd I'd rather be playing something fun and getting good stories elsewhere. Otherwise, going through mundane shit just to get a good story, I'd rather spend, like you said, I'd rather spend my time doing something else. Yeah. So, so I mean, they're both valid. Yeah. They're, they're, I mean, that's I, I, I thought this question was more tricky than it seems because I think most people would jump and say, to me, I thought most people would say story is the most important, story is king. But just from talking to you two, gameplay, you know, gameplay was your answers, and that's the majority in the room here. So I'm really interested to see what our listeners – yeah, um, where our listeners think about it. Yeah, it. I, I think there's some good dis- like well, there's some good discussion to be had about this, and you know, hopefully we'll see some discussions in the forums about this because I'd love to read everybody's answers. Fantastic. How can we get into the forums? What? How can we get into the forums? Uh, on the Talking Comics website. That was you a good little go, segue, huh? That was a segue. Huh? Jackie, do you want to host? I'm trying to step into your shoes right now. <laughs> I'm totally fine with it. Come step over here. <laughs> So speaking of that, yes, we're going to wrap up the show. Uh, let's do a little bit of housekeeping before we get out of here. So we're Talking Games. You can find us on Twitter at Talking underscore Games. We were supposed to create an email. I have to ask Steve how that's going. Uh, <laughs> but if you want to reach us at e- uh, our email address, it's still at podcast at talkingcomicbooks.com. Uh, you can listen to the Talking Comics podcasts. Um, this week they were talking about you know, why they're interested in comics. They had a really good interview. Um, you can listen to the Misfits podcast, which is at the underscore Misfits. And Talking Comics is at Talking Comics, by the way. Uh, you can listen to Talking Valiant and at uh, Talking Movies, which is at Movies Talking. Got a lot of podcasts uh, for everyone to listen to. Um, there's some really great content going up on the site now. Um, we're working on some uh we're actually working on some video game content for the site so that's that's going to be coming it's 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 a little bit slow moving but we're we're working on it and you know this is an exciting time for us we're this is our 28th episode um the the 
the new consoles have been out for six, seven months now, if not longer. Um, probably longer, I'm not counting, right? Uh, this is like, this is holiday season, lots of games coming out. I mean, I'm excited to be here. We're excited to be, you know, finally getting a community together, interacting with each other. I mean, there's been a lot of movement on the forums. Like, it was slow moving for us at first. We were just getting going, but now it's picked up and... You know, the forums are alive. We're having a lot of say, we interaction. We do have a lovely community as yes. well. I've yet yep. to see any negativity. Forums, emails. Nothing. Nothing. Everyone Which is, has been wonderfully positive towards us and towards each other. because we're amazing. I mean, honestly. <laughs> thank and you. humble. So, yes, very, very humble. humble. <laughs> yes. But really, thank you so much for everyone who reached out to us um, during the community event and, and after. Um, there were some posts on the forums about people just being thankful for playing with us which to me is crazy to rob it's crazy i mean like i like i've said numerous times like we've mentioned we're just here as friends talking about games we have we're glad that you guys like it yes so thank you there has to be a reason why i have to talk with justin every week (laughs) (laughs) awesome i love you so much and yes you were right that time i say just keep saying it makes me happy so uh, I'm at your Oak, J-O-R-O-A-K. Rob, what's your Twitter handle? At Dusk1020. At Jackie Turner, J-A-C-Q-U-I. And remember, if you're ever going to tell Jackie she's right, <laughs> make sure no one's listening. <laughs> Goodbye.